you know, I had the thought right before I was coming on the show. Merry Christmas, by the way. It is Christmas Eve as this is being released. There is no better way for you get to, for you to become comfortable with conflict, to be comfortable with resisting unlawful authority, than to start resisting these face masks, these social distancing guidelines, and all the rest. If we can't do it over this, then we're not going to be able to fight tyrants down the road. And it's looking more and more like we are going to have that fight. Welcome to How to Build a Tent. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening to the show, sharing the show, especially on Christmas Eve. It's a great Christmas present to me, all of you guys who've been supporting the show. Thank you so much for such a great year. We're part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Go over to flfnetwork.com, put an HGBT in a memo field. You'll get a sweet mug like the one behind me, and you'll get tons of other benefits as well. Yesterday, I have to apologize. I noticed my mic was a little hot. My son turned up my ampage in my mic, and I didn't catch it. And I couldn't hear it either in my headphones. So I kind of maxed out the volume a little bit, and I could have could have created an unpleasant experience for you guys. I apologize for that. All right, so much going on. So much going on yesterday. Let's start out with uh, the minor news in Arizona. Arizona, the legislatures are threatening to arrest the Maricopa City Council, which is, I think, 4151, something ridiculous as far as a majority for the GOP, and they're still slow walking it. See, this is the thing. We have gone to the next stage of the battle where we have pushed this so far, guys. This is. This is a good sign. When you start to see new tactics, when you start seeing new strategies like uh, Roethlisberger or whatever his name is, Secretary of State of Georgia, showing up for a hearing, when you see things like this, it means we have momentum and we're winning because they have to change strategies. If they were winning, they would stick to their current strategy and never have to change. But the very fact that we're seeing our enemy, and they are our enemies, taking on new strategies and trying new tactics, it means we're winning. Otherwise, they would keep the same tactics or just dismiss us outright. And that's definitely not what's happening. But they are in court right now. And there is threats by the police of the state legislatures in the state of Arizona. If the city council does not release the Dominion voting machines in Maricopa County, they're going to arrest them. It'll be interesting to see the court. I haven't heard the decision. It was supposed to be either last night or early this morning when the decision is going to be made. So keep an eye out for that. Very interesting. We still have the Wisconsin case where the Supreme Court ruled in Trump's favor, where 220,000 votes uh, need to be searched and determined if they were coronavirus excuses for not voting in person, which they deemed illegal, which those will get thrown out, which is a small margin. That's exciting. Oh, yeah, Pennsylvania. I wasn't even going to talk about this, but it's worth noting. So there was a lunch or something from the Pennsylvania legislatures that were invited to the White House. And one of the guys didn't show up, said it was a waste of time or something like that. And he got ambushed by so many calls from us. He got ambushed by so many emails and motivational (laughs) encouragement, I should say, uh, that he changed his tune completely and called for a special session. Very interesting, very interesting indeed with that. Georgia had a House hearing, which I'm telling you guys, 
this was the dumbest thing that you could do as a politician is have one of these meetings and it was clearly, it was so clear that it was just to rubber stamp then say they did it, they had a review, they had the Secretary of State and his lawyer there. And the funny thing about it was has how big of a backfire it was for them because everyone saw it. But this is the thing, guys. For a House hearing in Georgia, for a committee hearing of the House in Georgia, there were over 100,000 people watching. Now, I have been saying a lot that there's no going back to normal. There is not going to be another 2020, a 2019 or before that of Americans that aren't engaged, that are going to just have and let the elites pull a fast one over them. And this is a perfect case in point of that. And we have seen, I don't, I don't know if it was specifically from this hearing or it was just from the mounting pressure that we've been giving to them. But one of Governor Kemp's biggest supporters, like a guy in his crew, said that if he doesn't call a special counsel, he's fed up with it. He's not going to support him and he's going to help support a primary opponent and he's not going to be a governor again. One of some somebody in his own camp, guys. This is what winning looks like. Do not pay attention to the news. Don't pay attention to the establishment. Don't pay attention to the enemy that has no interest in us winning to tell you when you're winning or not. You have to look at the strategies and the tactics and the moving landscape of where we are fighting to determine if you're winning. The enemy's never going to tell you the truth. So we need to stop listening to them to tell us. Stop letting them gaslight us. Stop letting them do all the rest. But there's two interesting things that I just wanted to point out in this hearing. It, and uh, I forgot his name. Maybe I took a screenshot of it. Let's see. Uh, let me talk about that. Oh, that was David Clark who said that, uh, that he's going to turn on Governor Kemp. I don't have his name on it. But there was two really interesting things. One of them was the Secretary of State said that the machines were not connected to the Internet. Because if they were, that is a sign of compromise. That is a sign that they could be penetrated. You don't that There's a purpose for the regulations and the laws that says that voting machines cannot be connected to the Internet. But Chris Cribbs, if you remember, who was under oath, these people in the Georgia hearing today were not under oath, but Chris Cribbs testifying to the Senate, the federal Senate, the one in D.C., under oath, under the threat of perjury, did say that the machines were connected to the Internet. So who's lying? I think they're both liars, but I'm going to trust the liar that is taking an oath and could be threatened or could be prosecuted for perjury. That's the one I'm taking with. And the second thing that was very interesting to me from this house hearing that a lot of people picked up, a lot of people retweeted on Twitter for me, uh, was the comment that I made where they said on the one hand, there was no mass voter fraud and that it was a secure election and that it was disinformation what people were getting so upset about. On the one hand, that's their position. But in his opening, right after he says that, he starts talking about measures that need to be implemented to secure our election. For example, we need to move away from signature verification as the 
the control as the test, the authentication measure for legal voting and move to voter ID. And my question to that, and a lot of people picked up on as well because they retweeted this. I'm, I'm, I mean, a lot of people retweeted it. A lot of people picked up on this is, how can you say that on the one hand, this was a great election. It was a beautiful election. It was the perfect election, as Donald Trump would say. <laughs> that there's no mass voter fraud. And it's a lot of disinformation that people are getting all worked up about. But then say that we need to move from how the current process is today to being more secure. If it is already secure, then why do we need to change it? Hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. And just the optics of this whole thing, you could just totally tell it was fake. And the American people aren't taking it anymore. Thank God for that. And this is the posture and this is the engagement that we will need going forward from here on out if we want to keep our republic. It's not going to be as nerve-wracking. It's not going to be as dramatic because this is a specific example of fraud, of a coup, of an election, and all these things coming together where it is very stressful. It is very um, exhausting and all these things. But the level... Although that all those emotions, those negative emotions won't carry on forever, the engagement that we have right now needs to carry on and we need to be good stewards of the citizenship that God has given us for that, for this country. The last thing I wanted to say is Donald Trump tweeted out the need for a special counsel. And this strikes fear in a lot of of people, I believe, I believe it does. Because what a special counsel does is gives subpoena power, it gives the authority to prosecute people depending on the mandate to go after the people that have committed crimes. We've seen this with the Mueller investigation, we saw this with a whole the Durham investigation, there's all these special counsels uh, where there can be grand juries and indictments coming from those grand juries. And putting someone like Sidney Palin to do this, who already knows everything that's going on, but then give her the authority of a special counsel. This isn't just going to be used to bring to light all the information and validate what a lot of us have known, a lot of you have known who fall into the show and, show and seen the information and seen the data. But this brings with it prosecutorial power. Not just for the people that were doing the fraud, the people that designed the fraud, that planned the fraud, covered up for the fraud. A lot of people are really scared right now because of what Donald Trump tweeted yesterday, last night. And don't you think, don't you dare think he's not going to do this. It's coming. I just pray it is somebody like Sydney Powell because she is not going to betray us and disappoint us and do the typical establishment where you throw somebody to the wolves and you let all the main players go. That's not how she rolls. That's not how she rolls. So I'm looking forward to that as well. And I just want to say a special thanks and I don't know if it's a tribute or not. Uh, Rush Limbaugh did his last show, apparently. 
and he said, even if I can't come make it back, know that this is where I want to be. I will always want to be right there with you. And I won't quit fighting to be right here with you. Rush Limbaugh is somebody who I didn't always agree with, but I listened to his show throughout the years for, geez, the last 20 years. And he's challenged me. He's taught me how to fight. He's taught me, he showed me and it gave me examples of how to be engaging behind a microphone. So if you appreciate the show, and a large part of that is from listening to Rush Limbaugh and how he can carry a show on his own for three hours a day, for five days a week, for 30, 40 years, however long his career was. And the instrumental role that he had in the Republican Party. Just think of where the Republican Party would be and it's in a terrible spot. It should be destroyed. But how much worse it would be without a Rush Limbaugh to call them out? Where would our news media be without a Rush Limbaugh? Would Fox even exist? Would the idea of a Fox News even exist without a Rush Limbaugh? And then now the Newsmax and the OANN. Anyways, I, I got really sad when I heard he had cancer. And it's sad to see him go. And I hope he beats it. And I hope he can come back. But he was a warrior. And we're going to need a lot of different warriors. Not all warriors behind the microphone. Not all warriors behind weapons. But we're going to need warriors in every trade, every craft, every industry that is as passionate to serve others, that is passionate for their country and as passionate for the kingdom, most of all. It's a good time to reflect on how big a difference one man could make and did make behind a microphone and strive to be that positive difference wherever we are, whatever we do, fabricating parts, providing financial services, having a podcast, God has created us all for a role to play. He has gifted us with abilities to glorify him. So let's make sure that we are submitting to him, repenting constantly of sin so that God can fill us with his spirit and use us in mighty, powerful ways because we're going to need mighty, powerful Christians in the times to come. For his glory. Merry Christmas. Have a good night. We'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless.